0: Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Kelsey Carter. <laughs> How's Kata? What's up? But so you were born in New Zealand, initially. Yep. yep. But her dad's from LA. <clears throat>
1: yeah, my dad's born and raised in Los Angeles. Um, but he's kind of a pirate. He like left America at 19 and traveled the world, lived in 50 different countries. And I kind of did the same thing, but not 50 different countries. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my mom says I'm just like my dad. So, <laughs> what drew him to New Zealand initially? Oh, it was just the next stop. He would, he lived in like South America and Europe, and um, his his brother actually got murdered. In Hollywood, oh, cool. and that's why he left America. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then my mum had an ad in the paper for a roommate in mm-hmm. New Zealand. My dad, my dad answered it, and then they, <laughs> they started off living together. They made love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, my dad didn't want to live in New Zealand. My mum didn't want to live in America, so we went to Australia. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and your dad's like. Is he a jazz? Is that his full-time job? I know he's really into like jazz and music and stuff. Yeah, and his whole
1: family. He's not a jazz musician girls. now, but yeah. my his whole family is. Um, they were jazz musicians. My uncle's still a touring musician. Oh, in, wow! Insane. Yeah, the the uncle that passed away was like a prodigy, like a yeah. jazz prodigy. Um, so yeah, I was just brought up listening to listening to all that kind of music. You know, it's just part of my repertoire as a mm-hmm. child. <laughs> And did your mom do that as well, or? Um, my mom was probably more from, more of like a conservative upbringing. Um, my dad's Jewish, my mom's Catholic, and she had more of a classical music upbringing. Mm -hmm. Um, but both sides of the family all play instruments and sing and, yeah. Did
0: you already feel like when you were a kid, like, a pressure to, like, join the whole musical clan?
1: Oh, no. Um, I, was, I was a theatre kid, so I grew up performing on stage in the theatre mm-hmm. as, as an actress, and I thought my whole life, I'm going to be an actor. That's my dream. That's what I'm going to do. Can I swear? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and instruments, my, my dad put me into music lessons for flute, piano, drums... And to be completely honest with you, I fucking hated it. And yeah. I begged every day, please, I don't want to do this. I just want to be on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helped me now. It helps me now because I know music and never thought I'd be a singer. Here we are mm-hmm. singing. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I never felt pressure. Mm-hmm. It was just, I was just from a very musical, you know, theatrical family. So, What made you love acting initially? I don't know, man, it was just like, it. that's just what I was like, came out of the, my mum doing, you know, <laughs> I always had a very keen interest to join the circus, I really wanted to be in the circus, mm-hmm. and um, I had, I was always really fascinated with um, history, and like, nostalgic things, like. I mean, it's no secret, I'm obsessed with, like, the 60s and the 70s and Mm -hmm. stuff, but there was, there's, like, an innocence that attracted me about that time. Um, And I saw movies with, like, the old circuses and, you know, I just wanted to be part of that. I wanted to to go back in time.
0: (laughs) Were you always, like, watching, like, what were your favourite movies, like, growing up? Edward
1: Scissorhands was my, the number one movie that made me want to be a performer. Johnny Depp was, like, my, Mm. like... I wanted to be Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, what's up, Johnny? Where you at? <laughs> um, and then I, musicals. I mean, I was a big like theater geek. Like, but Moulin Rouge was a big part oh, of it. I love Moulin see Rouge. That. Yeah. Um, Girl Interrupted. They're like my three favorite movies.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> was like early on, people told you about your resemblance to like Angelina Jolie. Do you think that's for <laughs> acting?
1: Uh, No, I didn't really get that until I started straightening my hair. (laughs) I have really curly hair, um, naturally. Mm -hmm. Like, really curly hair, like curly Sue. And, I mean, it's the biggest compliment ever, so (laughs) thanks, guys. But, yeah, I think we just have, like, a similar vibe and big lips, and they're real, so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) How would you describe yourself back then, growing up?
1: Until I was about... 12 I was incredibly shy the only time I would like have any kind of outgoingness it's not a word but fuck it um (laughs) is when I was on stage I was very like didn't trust people I couldn't I couldn't really come out of my shell with strangers very easily um and uh, the biggest tomboy you could ever meet like I w- lived in overalls and my hat backwards, literally. Um, and then when I became... When I got into high school, I got... I really came out of my shell, kind of became more of a leader and class clown. Um, but I became very rebellious. What was the turning point for that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was just like something happened. Like, my, my nana used to tell my mom... You need to teach your daughter some social skills, or she's going to have no friends, or she's going to have no life. And that was me as a kid, like a little kid. And then when I hit like 13, it just I just like found my mojo, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I had a great upbringing, my parents and my best friends. I have an older brother who is special needs, mm-hmm. who was my best friend as well. So I didn't really have a reason to like act out and rebel. I'm from a really chill tropical place in Australia but I loved getting in trouble like it was my favorite thing in the whole world and I got bored really easily um I hated school what kind of trouble were you doing (laughs) I mean I don't know if we should talk about that but just like any any I was I was usually the one that if there was something that shouldn't have been done, mm-hmm. I was the one that was like, let's fucking do it, you know, <laughs> or like I was the one that jumped first, mm-hmm. and I definitely got a reputation for being like a little badass, mm. <laughs> so um yeah, that's just kind of how it always been, it didn't always end well, but you know what, that's life to me, man, I'm like, I want to feel every colour there is to feel, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to drown in life, and I think that was what it was, it's just... I always liked to be different and I liked to stand out and I get to use that now in my music and embrace the things that make me weird and odd and I want people to fucking do that too so even though it was a it's been a rough road (laughs) I look at it like uh, as an asset because I don't think I think people should be more bold what made you feel like you couldn't fit in (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was telling you this before. Like, mm-hmm. no offense to Australia, <laughs> but I never felt like I f- belonged in Australia, and I don't know why. I-, I-, I think it was a mindset thing. I always had these grand plans for myself, and I feel like, and I and I never want to grow up, and I just had these certain things about myself that I was like. I felt like I was alone in that, you know, and I believe in living completely by your own rules and I believe that there is no right, like people think there's a way you're supposed to live and the chronological order of how life is supposed to pan out and I disagree with that 100%, I think you get to, I think you're in complete control of your destiny and you get to make your own rules. So when I was a kid, I was definitely, it, it was an internal thing because I had friends and I, I had the best upbringing, I had the best childhood ever. But I always had this, this grand thing in mind and I felt like not many people did, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to run off to the circus, like I told you. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I just felt like I never fit in. I, like I said, I'm like my dad, I just feel like I'm a bit of a pirate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then after I saw did you go to college or did you move straight here or what was it? I moved straight here I yeah. did not go to college, I just jumped right into it um, so I you guess moved here when you were like 18 or, 17, yeah, 17, 18 yeah I, uh, I came here to act and music just kind of took the lead, it was not a pl- I mean shit never goes the way you plan you know <laughs> and I never thought I'd be a singer, never thought I just never thought I'd be a, a be a professional musician. It was never my plan. But um, thank God. Thank God it happened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so then you just, since then, were, like, starting to write songs or you
1: never did before that? No, I always wrote. Um, I wrote a lot of poetry as a kid. And it wasn't until I moved here and really got into my music that I was like, yo, I could, like, do this for real, like I could write for real. Um, was there a turning point that you realised that? No. Nah, there wasn't. It just kind of merged, it just kind of happened. You don't, I mean I know people have like moments when they're like that's when I this and that's when I mm-hmm. this, but it's kind of a blur for me, it just kind of, I'm just along for the ride you know, and it just was, <laughs> it was just what was meant to happen, so. How are
0: you like living financially when you first moved out here, did you have like other jobs?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was a touring dancer for Disney. Um, I mean, I was, you know, I grew up dancing. That was a huge part of my mm-hmm. life. <clears throat> um, and when I moved here, I was lucky enough to get to book a lot of dancing gigs. I was really in the dance community. How did you, like, get into that initially? Um, shit. I don't know. I just, I took class a lot. I trained a lot because in Australia, I thought I was like, I was really good, right? Mm -hmm. And then you come to America and the caliber is like 10 times, I mean, 100 times better. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'm the shit back home. And then I come here and I'm like, oh, hold up. I'm not the shit. (laughs) So I, but I was like, I want to be the shit. Mm -hmm. So I literally just... Was in classes, eight hours a day. I would take class after class after class. Like, I'm going to be as good... I'm going to be better than these people, you know? So, I really dedicated time to that. Um, super competitive.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he does for, like, what? Christina Milan? Neo. Yeah. Christina, yeah. Christina Milan, uh, Disney, um, Neo, pff, David Guetta. Yeah. You know. <laughs> fun <laughs> list. Um, but I fucking hated it. That was not my destiny, trust me. I was not meant to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. I hated the industry. I hated it more than I could tell you. Um, and I think you know what, I think that's kind of what made me realize music was what I wanted to do. So maybe there was kind of a turning point. It was I hated dancing so much. like the industry of dance took away my love for dance so much. And I think because I was working with other artists, I was like, fuck this, I'm gonna have my own dance. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm miserable. And I was, um, a couple years ago, I was making uh, music that I hated. Miserable, like actually miserable. And I was like, me me and my dad were sitting down listening to records one day, and Stevie Wonder was playing. And my dad's like, and I was like, God, just, this is the shit man This is it This is music And my dad was like Why are you making this other shit When this is what you want to mo- wanna make Like What are you doing dude <laughs> And I was like You're so right daddy And I literally pressed reset I left all the people I was working with I Didn't you like put on Twitter That you
0: were like Wanting to work with new people
1: Yeah Yeah I did I just put a tweet I literally I was working with big people too And I was like I can't do this anymore I didn't move countries I didn't like, you know, change my whole existence to be miserable. So, and it goes against, you know, I do what I want, I always have, and that's my, my, what I represent. Mm. It's like I couldn't, I was literally going against everything I believed in. Mm-hmm. So I put a tweet out. I said, looking for new producers to work with. Um, and these two dudes, oh, a friend of mine, mutual friend of ours, Uh, Linked me to these guys, these two dudes, Michael and Colin. And they were like, hey, you guys should link up, whatever. So we had a session, terrible session, (laughs) shit song. It was just like, it was, you know, it wasn't good. But I clicked with them like so well. Mm -hmm. Like the vibe was just there. And we were like, let's keep exploring this just because we like get along so well. And they're just like, Young, young dudes, nobodies that wanted to be somebody's, you know? Mm-hmm. And we started spending, you know, four days a week together just riding. And fast forward to today, um, they no longer work together, but one of them, Michael, is my best friend. I'm actually oh. going to be in his wedding, yeah? Wow. Um, first time being a bridesmaid. Um, <laughs> um, and he and I have just been, for the last year and a half, all we've been doing is just. Been stuck in the studio making music, mm-hmm. writing. He's been really like a integral part of me kind of finding what I want to say and how I want to say it. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without Michael. So,
0: Didn't some of your songs together go to a TV show?
1: Yeah. So I've, I've done a bunch of sync stuff um, for this show, 12 Monkeys, which is really cool because a lot of the times when you do sync stuff, sync stuff is like TV and film, you do stuff you don't you're making music it's not really you (laughs) but luckily 12 monkeys is a time traveling show Mm -hmm. so I got to make like jazz records and stuff for it so it's been um it was really fun actually I'm I'm on this upcoming season as well so it's oh that's so
0: cool when you first started music or did you already have like a team and then when you changed like your style did you
1: change teams or how was Yeah so when I pressed reset and started over and all that, I went I was alone, completely alone. Michael and I started to um really just hone in on what my sound was gonna be and what I wanted to say. And uh in September no October of twenty sixteen we put a song out on in September called Out of Drugs. And it got the attention of a lot of management companies. And it was kind of like a dream situation because I wasn't looking for management. It, they just came to me, you know. And that, as an artist, you want to you know that a manager is going to fight for you in any situation. So seeing them come to you is like a good gauge on that, you know. Mm-hmm. And this, I took a bunch of meetings and this management company, um, Third Brain, was the last meeting I took, and my favorite meeting, and I literally just walked into the office and felt it in my tummy. These are the guys. I haven't even met them yet. These are the guys. Mm -hmm. And and, um, yeah, been with them ever since. Mm -hmm. And how did you come up with the too many hearts to break? (laughs) So, I, Michael actually came up with that idea. I can't take credit. I, my whole life, have been, like, a guy's girl. You know, I've, I I considered myself one of the boys. Even though my daddy would tell me, no, Kelsey, you're not one of the boys. They all want to have sex with you. <laughs> and I would say, no, daddy, I'm one of the... You know, they, th- they mm-hmm. don't think of me like that. And, um, you know, I grew up and then I realised daddy was right. Um, <laughs> and... So my whole life I've kind of had this cycle where I'll befriend guys and then they end up falling in love with you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what the song's about. Michael was like, we need to write a song about all the boys that you may have made cry. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, too many hearts to break. Let's write a song called Too Many Hearts to Break. It's like, I'm down. So it was it was my life that Michael kind of created a song out of. (laughs) How about for the music video? Um, The music video, I just wanted like an aesthetic. I just really wanted to like, get weird with it, get a little quirky with it. I I don't like everything to be perfect and polished. I want, you know, my theatrical, artistic upbringing to kind of shine through my music videos. I think that so many artists today, female artists in particular, everything everything has to be like sexy and perfect and polished and fine you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i wanted to get quirky and you know rock and roll with it a little bit and not have everything perfect so we got boys that have never danced in their life <laughs> and um found like this really sick location downtown and just kind of like yeah just kind of had all my my favorite people in the room and we just created some something that would go well with the song yeah. I don't know <laughs> when did you sign to CAA? oh um, end of last year oh, that's wow. like a fucking dream dude yeah. I, because of my acting everything in one yeah it just like happened and um, yeah it, it was just like a it was a dream the fact that they believe in me and want to support me and do this thing for the long run like that's like an artist, an actress's, a writer's dream, you know. Mm-hmm. And they they really believe in what I'm doing. So, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that
0: something you want to push yourself more into acting and singing? Like, uh, sorry, acting.
1: Uh, oh yeah, I want to act. That's another one. For, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, dancing, I acting, and dancing. Dancing? No, I have no interest in dancing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I dance with my, you know, with my music. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to like. I want to be. Uh, breaking guitars on stage not having a full dance break you know yeah Um, but my acting is very big to me yeah Mm -hmm. I mean that's my roots you know that's what I'm that's what I'm best at (laughs) so we'll see Mm music's number one I just want to make music and make love you know yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) and when did you start like poker aren't you really good at it
1: yeah damn you did your research girl um (laughs) so when I was a teenager. We used to have poker games, like, three nights a week in my house. And my mom would be like, you're not gambling, kids, are you? Like, you're not using money. And we're like, no, we're not. We were. Um, and I got really good at it. And I have this, like, love of, of playing poker. Um, but, yeah, it's it's like I used to say, like, if I wasn't a performer, I'd be a professional poker player. But there's still time, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How do you think you've grown since you move to LA I guess oh fuck
1: it's funny I was talking to somebody about this the other day a nice catch um, when you move ho- from home when you're really young you when you're like not fully developed you you your perspective changes immediately so when I went home for the first time or the first few times after I moved here I thought everyone had changed But I had changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I wasn't in that same world anymore. Mm -hmm. I was in another world. And um, I believe that I had to grow up really quickly in a sense, in like an independent sense, you know. Um, But as a – I mean, I just believe that you have to move to change. Like not move in like countries. Mm -hmm. Move just – in the sense of like in any way to make any kind of change something has to move, you know you can't stay stagnant and change so I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm always changing I'm always evolving, I don't believe that I will be this person in a year, I think I'll be you know, another evolved version of myself and I want to never ever ever restrict myself from becoming more than what I am right now Mm-hmm. um and in my music, like, I don't want to ever write my best song because then I'll stop trying to write my best song. Yeah. You know? hmm Like, if I'm like, this is it, this is the one, I've just written a... Like, this is the song. Then the next song I write, I'm not going to try and beat it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... That's big to me. I want to never, ever, ever write my best song because I want to be 90 to, and still trying. Oh, my gosh. You know? I love that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Being away from my family. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. If you have your family near you, appreciate that shit. Mm-hmm. Kiss them every single day. Give your mum a big hug. Give your dad a big hug. Give your family a big hug. And tell them how much you love them because... Being away from my family is the hardest thing in the world. Like, nothing is harder to me. Um, money, rejection, all that shit, I can take it. Come at me. Come at me, bro. But being away from my family, having that support, the people around you, that is the hardest thing. Not having the people around you that you mm. love is ha- the hardest thing in the yeah. whole world. But luckily, I've got people... I've got... I mean, I have family here, but I'm talking about my, like... Hmm, parents. M- mom, dad, and brother, yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah. But, you know what? That's also what keeps me going. Because my sister was... I had a sister, and she was killed. And then my brother was... You know, my brother's special needs. mm mm-hmm. And then I was such a troublemaker growing up. That my objective, my life goal, my life objective, tunnel vision, is to make my dreams come true and give back to the world and my my family and, you know, create a movement out of my music um, and being away from my family keeps me so motivated. Like, so motivated. So it's like a double-edged mm. sword. <laughs> because if they were here, maybe I wouldn't be as motivated, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does success look like to you? My whole family at the dinner table for mm-hmm. once eating, talking about life, music, healthy, I don't know, man, <laughs> just happiness, hey, mm-hmm. I think success is is doing what you love with people that you love. Yeah. That's what I want, that's what I want, mm-hmm. so. What does love mean to you? <laughs> love is the greatest thing in the world and the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm in for it. I'm, 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 I sign up for all of that. It's the, it's the fuel for everything. Um, I think we need more of it. I really do. I think we need to lead with love more. But it's so painful at the same fucking time, you know? But I'm one of those people that... Like, I'm going through some shit right now. Mm-hmm. On the love, love side. And... it's It's so hard to to deal with love when it's when it's a bad situation. Mm-hmm. But it's also what makes it so beautiful to me. Like I write songs about this all the time about if love was only good like mm-hmm. th- that wouldn't be a good thing. I think that you need the pain and the agony and the mm-hmm. heartbreak to even know how good love is.
0: Last question, what do you want to be remembered for?
1: Um doing what other people wouldn't do. I love that, yep. that's awesome. And it's always been who I am, I've always jumped first, and whether it be embracing who you are, who I am, doing something that someone else says you can't do or won't do, or making the impossible happen, that's gonna be Kelsey Carter. When she just, when she's dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome! Thank you so much. Yeah, of much. course. <laughs> Bye, guys.